Hi guys and welcome to the feedback for your Unit 3 Outcome to a SAC. It was structured questions out of a total of 25 marks, um, obviously looking at the energy systems, uh, fatigue and recovery, as well as the important interplay as we're going through. This podcast will include a couple of different examples uh, for answers for the questions as we're going through. Please pull out your paper, grab a pen and a highlighter so you're ready to go in order to make any adjustments or changes um, for your responses. So let's begin with question number one. For um, each four years, the main attraction of the games is the marathon. As it is one of the original modern Olympic events in 1896, athletes ran a total of 4.2 kilometers and the current world record stands at 2 hours, 1 minute and 39 seconds. Question 1A. Name the energy system that has the greatest contribution during the marathon. So here we've got one mark and the correct response we were looking for was the aerobic system. Um, I obviously, of course, accepted in here aerobic uh, glycolysis is also correct. If you had have put aerobic lipolysis, um, you're actually incorrect in regards to that as it um, is mainly glycolysis. So in future, we can just write here aerobic system and it actually covers both because the study design doesn't necessarily want us to go into the two different types of aerobic um, energy systems. So therefore, just to write aerobic is absolutely fine. In regards to B, with reference to the likely cause of fatigue, discuss fuel usage throughout the event and how this may impact on performance. Well, the first thing we need to look at is this one here is worth three marks in total. We can see that it's talking about with reference to the likely cause of fatigue, so we need to mention that. We need to discuss the fuel usage, and then we also need to state um, how this may impact on their performance. So first thing in regards to the most likely cause of our aerobic energy system here for the marathon would be a depletion of glycogen that would be in there as well. Some people had mentioned the accumulation of byproducts. Um, yes, that could also be mentioned, but the main one here, of course, is depletion of our glycogen. In regards to discussing the fuel usage uh, throughout the event, here you needed to talk about a combination of um, I accepted carbohydrates and fats, I accepted uh, glycogen and um, uh, triglycerides as well, um, obviously with that and how this actually can impact on performance is when we're using uh, fats or triglycerides um, in order to fuel the aerobic energy system, it actually has a slower rate compared to when it's using glycogen. So due to this rate that decreases, unfortunately, so does our performance and therefore we will start to slow down. And there is our three marks. Let's look at C. State the type of recovery that would uh, need to be undertaken after completing a marathon and explain how this type of recovery would be beneficial to the athlete. So the type of recovery we're looking for the aerobic energy system is an active recovery. If you had have mentioned that, you're automatically off to a great start and you got one mark. In regards to the other two marks, how they were, um, could be made up, um, you could have mentioned how an active recovery increases blood blood circulation and that assists with the um, oxidization of lactate and hydrogen ions a lot quicker. You could have mentioned in regards to increased venous return or decreased venous pooling 
And another one there that's really important is the fact that we're looking for our body to return back to its resting state um, as quickly as possible. So that includes, say, our heart rate, it could be our body temperature, it could be our respiratory rate and a number of different um, responses to the body. For D, we're looking for identify the type of carbohydrates that are recommended for athletes to consume within the thir first 30 minutes of finishing the marathon and outline how this can assist them in their recovery. So here we're looking for you to identify that we're looking for obviously the carbohydrate of being high in GI. And not only that, but some people gave um, sporting or sorry, uh, food examples which was great some people mentioned lollies and sports drink that wasn't necessary but if you did pop that in there it was great to be able to see your knowledge with that and you also needed to talk about how this allows for really rapid fueling um, it allows for a quick top up um, could be another word to be used and the muscles can actually store greater amounts of carbohydrates in the hours following exercise so we need to maximize that and utilize it as much as we possibly can to assist us with recovering a lot faster after exercise the final question for question number one is E. Uh, the marathon athlete could benefit by having an increased lactate inflection point, which we know is lip. And then it says define lip and explain how this can contribute um, to improved performance in a marathon. So first thing we need to do here is define lip and then the other two marks are made up with um, explain how that would contribute to improved performance. So lip, we can say, is the final balancing point where accumulation and removal of lactate in our blood is equal. Um, some people had a couple of other little things. The key point here, let's start to use the word the final um, or the last uh, point in which it might be balanced. In regards to improving lip, two main things here is obviously we'll be able to perform at higher intensities for longer periods of time um, before we reach lip. So therefore we can actually work aerobically for longer and at higher intensities aerobically, which is fantastic. The second one that we're looking for is obviously it also delays the onset of fatigue. So you're prolonging the time in which you'll feel that accumulation of the metabolic byproducts um, from your increased contribution of the anaerobic glycolysis system. Please remember that lip is always aerobic and lip and lactate threshold are different. I haven't taught you lactate threshold yet as that's um, a chronic adaptation but lip is definitely aerobic. For question number two, question number two had two parts to it. And here we're talking about Rowan Browning, who is an upcoming um, sprint champion and has been selected to represent Australia at the Tokyo Games. So make sure you watch out for him in a couple of months' time. Um, he has recorded the third fastest 100-meter sprint um, for an Australian of all time. And then we've got his personal best times in there, which is the 100 meter um, at 10.03 seconds, but running at a pace of 9.97 meters per second. And then we can see his 400 meters. He manages to run it in 47.13 seconds. And his speed is a little bit more reduced for this one. So he can't run as fast in regards to that being 8.49 meters per second. A states, by referring to um, energy systems, 
and the data above justify why Browning can't run the 400 meter at the same speed as the 100. The first thing we look at is yes, obviously we need to look at our mark allocation here. We have four marks. We need to refer to the energy systems that are being used. We need to use data. We need to justify in particularly the speed, okay, in regards to what's actually happening. So here I can identify that the 100 meter uh, sprint uh, would be the ATP PC system um, as dominant. This is due to having a maximal intensity as well as being short in duration of 10.03 seconds. Um, the rate in which this happens as well is obviously um, quite fast as you can see by the uh, speed of being 9.97 meters per second. In regards to the 400 meter, um, here we can see that the main um, energy system here would be the anaerobic glycolysis system. This is due to its fast intensity. Um, however, its duration is 47.13 seconds, so therefore it's a little bit longer. And we can see here that obviously in regards to our rate, it is slower um, than what our ATP PC system would be. So due to the fact that um, we've got the dominant energy system of being the anaerobic glycolysis system and we know that this has a slower rate of producing ATP therefore we can't actually run at that same speed because we're not producing the same rate so we need to make sure that we're referring it to the rate it doesn't have anything to do with the um, uh, fatiguing factors because the question doesn't state that so here it's just purely looking at the difference between a max intensity, a short duration, fast rate, and obviously a slightly slower rate in regards to the fact that the ATP PC is 0 0.0 mole, sorry, 0 0.7 moles, whereas we're looking at um, uh, 2 to 3 of what it can actually produce, but it takes longer to break down because of the use of glycogen. Make sure you put the data in here and the data we were looking for is it's great if you include the seconds to justify your um, duration of you picking that energy system. However, the main component here was actually you putting down that speed as that specifically what the question uh, states. So you needed to make sure you included the two speed datas to compare them um, to justify your response. Otherwise, you wouldn't have been able to achieve full marks. The next question that we have is B. So using the 100 meter and the 400 meter sprint event, compare the characteristics of each dominant energy system towards ATP resynthesis for muscular contraction. So here we're comparing the ATP PC system to the anaerobic glycolysis system. It's a compare question with three marks. So here we're looking for one similarity and two differences or two similarities and one difference in order to make up your mark. There's a couple of similarities that you could have used here in regards to both the ATP PC and anaerobic glycolysis system are used to resynthesize ATP. You could have also used that both of these energy systems do not require oxygen um, in order to resynthesize ATP, um, which to be honest with you is kind of the same. Um, you could say that they're both anaerobic pathways in regards to not using the oxygen. 
If we're looking for difference, we can look at rate, yield, fuel, um, byproducts, fatiguing factors, uh, recovery, and I'm sure there's more, but they're all the ones that I got down. So for the rate, ATPPC is a rapid rate, whereas anaerobic glycolysis system has a fast rate. In regards to yield, um, ATPPC system yield is 0.7 moles, whereas anaerobic glycolysis system is 2 to 3 moles. For the ATPPC system, the main fuel used is PC, whereas anaerobic glycolysis system um, uses carbohydrates as their fuel. The ATPPC system um, has a byproduct of ADP and PI, whereas anaerobic glycolysis system has byproducts of lactate and hydrogen ions. Um, fatiguing factors for ATPPC is obviously the depletion of PC stores, whereas anaerobic glycolysis system is the accumulation of byproducts. Um, we could say recovery for the ATPPC is passive in order to replenish PC stores, whereas anaerobic glycolysis system um, involves an active recovery or prefers an active recovery, should I say, in order to um, remove those metabolic byproducts. So lots of different responses there that were accepted. Um, so if you had those, you're all good. But remember, you need to at least have one for each in that section. In regards to question three, uh, this one here was our interplay question. And we had um, Nina Kennedy is an Australian athlete who recently broke the Commonwealth Games record for the pole vault. Each vault includes Kennedy performing a 30 metre um, sprint while carrying the pole, um, then placing the pole on the ground and launching into the air at maximum effort. Kennedy usually um, has three to five minutes between her vaults. However, she occasionally has to perform multiple vaults um, in a row with little to no break. Little heads up as well in regards to pole vault, it's very much like your high jump. So if you reach a particular height, you will just continue to go. It's not like triple jump or long jump where you only get three attempts. Um, so this can be go on for quite a long time. And of course, if she has a field of, uh, sorry, another event on at the same time, that's when usually she'd have to do a couple in a row or if she misses um, the other athletes may have all passed and therefore should have to do a couple in a row. But usually she does get the three to five minute break. So using the information provided, describe the interplay between Kennedy's three energy systems during the pole vault competition. So whenever we're talking about interplay, the very first thing we need to do is make sure that we have some sort of generic or introduction. Um, this obviously will be in regards to... Um, all three energy systems contribute towards ATP synthesis um, in the pole vault. It just depends, on, of course, on the duration and the intensity. Then we're looking for the ATP PC system. You need to speak here, of course, about duration and intensity. So we've got maximal intensity with short duration. We can talk about this in regards to the 30 meter sprint and placing the pole and obviously take, launching off into the air at maximal effort. Um, this will only take maybe maximum of seven seconds um, and therefore that's her ATP PC. 
For her anaerobic glycolysis system, this can be classified as being fast, um, very fast, oh, sorry, just fast intensity. However, it can still be short in duration. An example of this is multiple jumps in a row with no to little break. And because she has no to little break, there's no time for her to actually re replenish her PC stores. And this is why it gets prolonged. However, it still goes at a fast rate. In regards to our aerobic energy system, we can see here that it is the main contributor towards ATP resynthesis for the three to five minute break that's in between the vaults. This is obviously the long duration and we have the submaximal or resting um, uh, intensity that is happening. This is fantastic as it allows for replenishment of PC stores and due to this time, she can pretty much replenish um, up to about 97% of her PC stores, which is incredible. The overall dominant energy system for the competition is the ATP PC system. This is due to the fact that um, it's obviously maxing in intensity that is happening and it's very short in regards to duration that is there. The reason for this as well is because the rest breaks allow for this PC um, stores to be replenished and that is the overall particular data that we have there. The reason for it being the ATP PC system as the overall energy system and not the aerobic energy system is because if we said for every single sport that we did and we included rest times, <coughs> then every single thing would be the aerobic um, energy system. So please think about when she's actually competing, um, which is while she is doing her 30 meter sprint, carrying a pole, then placing the pole onto the ground and launching herself into the air. If you have any questions about this please feel free to book in a time with me and I'm happy to go through it with you apart from that that's all from me check in with you guys later bye